You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. player of the year most disappointing player best new brown and best value draft pick let's get into it most improved defensive player this is this is going to be a little bit of a different answer for me so uh looking at the browns defense it, it's hard to imagine you know of the three or four guys that are returning what the most improved guy could be so i extrapolated this a little bit and i looked at you know what players they acquired and who I think can really take a next step here in Cleveland, given the surroundings and health considerations and different things. So my answer for most improved defensive player is Jadavion Clowney. Uh, I think playing opposite of Miles Garrett, it's somebody that he doesn't have to dominate the pass rush like he did uh, so much in Tennessee or Seattle. He's able to come in, be that dominant run defender, slide in, inside to a stand-up three technique, to a stand-up four eye. Uh, on a pass rush situation and, and really be able to dominate like that there and be able to be healthy as the Browns will continue to rotate similarly how they did with running backs last year and will do with running backs moving forward. They're going to get waves of guys in there, whether that be Porter Gustin, whether that be uh, Claiborne, because I know Claiborne is going to have a defined role for this team, uh, not Claiborne, uh, Tack McKinley. Uh, for this, for this defense, I think Jadavion Clowney could definitely be most improved defensive player, hopefully seeing a sack number of, you know, 10 plus and going out there and signing another contract elsewhere. That's perfectly fine by me because if he signs a contract elsewhere for that amount of money, we're going to be seeing a, a comp pick come right back for him. So. Yeah. And I definitely can see that as well. I was debating going with uh, Grant Delpit, but didn't want to do that because his improvement is being healthy. So I went with a little bit of a different, went with another second year player guy who I'm not sure if he starts. I don't think he will. I think Walker will start in front of him, but it's Jacob Phillips. I think he'll moving into Mike permanently will be a, just in itself, give him a better positioning he can still play will he's going to be someone that can play both spots and he was very very productive in his one game at mike linebacker last year and i just think him being able to play both is going to just be the improvement itself that we are looking for and this is a very limited thing because a lot of the guys that we have returning are very established players so Miles Garrett, Ronnie Harrison, Denzel Ward, Sione Takitaki, those are the type of guys that we have returning into their spots from before. And those are guys that probably won't make a jump because they're already pretty good. We're 
a lot of the guys that got replaced are the ones that weren't as good that we would expect to make the jump. So it's a lot slimmer pickings. So like you picked Clowney, who's a new player, someone that we didn't have last year. I went a little bit different one to go on the roster. So like I said, very slim in terms of what we can pick because a lot of the guys that weren't good just got replaced, which is a good sign for defense that our weakest links aren't there anymore. Yeah, and, and when we talk about those newest links, our, our newest pieces to the defense are numerous and across all three levels. That's why I, earlier in the episode, I, I mentioned that the Browns defense week one is going to be very different than the Browns defense. Hopefully come playoffs if, if the Browns are fortunate, fortunate, fortunate enough to be playing at the end of that season. Um, I, I just believe that because it takes a long time to get the checks down it, to integrate into a system. I know Joe Woods is, is going to be here for two years and has some familiarity with different acquisitions that they brought in on the roster, but uh, that Browns defense can really, I believe, hit an elite level uh, in the later part of this upcoming season. Yep, absolutely. And so next most underrated defensive player, I'm going to go with a guy I did previously mention here just in that last segment. Ronnie Harrison, just solid safety player, versatile, can play down in box, can play too deep. He's just going to provide a lot of that versatility. And when you have a guy like John Johnson brought in who can play all over the place, the best thing you can do is get another guy there that can also do the same thing. So that way you can get more diverse looks so that way you can be able to move those guys around because if you have a guy that just plays single high and then you have a versatile guy you're not necessarily going to get the full pick full use out of him because you're not going to be able to play him single high ever so when you have a guy like ronnie harrison who can move you get the most out of john johnson and i think that's what makes him our most underrated defensive player yeah um and i i really i really love that answer with Ronnie Harrison being one of those, those players. Uh, my biggest hope for him is that he remains healthy. I know that he got banged up at different por- points of last year, uh, even for coming in late to camp and getting situated in Cleveland and trying to get put into a role. Those were all real things that he had to work through. Um, and I commend him for him because he was playing at a high level at the end of the end of the season last year. Uh, that ability to go too high and, and be flexible and moldable in a defense is ultimately why I think the Browns didn't look at some of the safeties in free agency that are still available at free agency. I do think it's one of the most um, top-heavy units on their team. I say that because Grant Delpit's a huge question mark with coming off of an Achilles injury. I know that his recovery is stated to be well. Um, however, it's, it's almost near impossible to know what that situation is like And with Ronnie Harrison, I think we all know kind of the player that he is. I don't know if he's uh, a second contract player for the Browns, but will be extremely serviceable in the stretch uh, of the last year of his contract this coming year. Um, However, my answer for uh, most underrated defensive player uh, or undervalued defensive player, I think is Denzel Ward. I think that's something that Browns fans – I don't think have fully embraced the the capabilities of what he can do and how transformative he is to be on this defense with Miles Garrett and working in that secondary with John Johnson. Uh, the ability to have a lockdown corner with an elite pass rusher and a, and a rest of a defense with guys that can 
fill in. Uh, Ward, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a, a top paid, you know, top three paid cornerback in the league, and rightfully so. He's dominant. I think I saw a statistic yesterday that he didn't allow more than 60 receiving yards to any wide receiver that he was guarding last season when he was healthy. Um, that goes hand in hand with the chiefs game that we were able to see. And so uh, Denzel Ward is definitely a long-term piece to this Browns organization. He fits, uh, you know, the key positions that the Browns want to spend money at. And uh, I'd love to see him elevate that D DB room along with John Johnson to, to take that next step into the elite tier. Yeah. And this is going to be the first time in his career he's had potentially a really good corner opposite him he's had Terrence Mitchell and the prospect of Greedy Williams but Greedy just hasn't been healthy so now you have Troy Hill you have Newsom and Greedy com all competing there trying to get opposite him and someone whoever comes out of that is going to be a very good corner you know that with Troy Hill being there so if someone can beat him out you're going to get a very good corner opposite you and also you, you like you said with the health you do want him to be healthy there you want him to play he's played 12 or 13 games every season you want him to try to get a full 16 I know you were talking about that on Twitter earlier today uh, so you want him to really get that full 16 game season in hopefully especially given that we will be looking to extend him here because like you said that is a position of importance for the Browns front office Next up is special teams player of the year. Who you got for this? Yeah. So this is my absolute love. And I, I, I hope that he's able to cling to the spot on the roster. Um, I know uh, the cornerback Thomas that we lost last year uh, or last off season, he went down to very Thomas. He went and signed with the Houston Texans. However, that role is special teams gunner and, uh, special teams player is very important to what the Browns want to do, uh, whether that be downing the ball in, you know, on punt team or being able to make teams not bring the ball out of the end zone on kickoff. Uh, to me, that's Cardell Hodge, uh, the wide receiver. Um, I know that he had a tender that he was able to sign with the Browns and that he'll be in a very crowded wide receiver room. I, I do think that he brings speed to that, uh, that room still while bringing a bigger body similar to how you mentioned DPJ uh, can to that room. But Hodge to me is a proven special teams player that I'd love to see make the roster as a wide receiver six with Schwartz DPJ and then Higgins OBJ and Landry. So for me, my special teams player of the year, I, I was debating Tony Fields, but Given the linebacker situation currently, I'm not sure about active roster. We don't know what's going on. We've heard good things out of Mac Wilson and obviously still have Elijah Lee, who's been a valuable special teams player for us for years. So not sure of those linebackers. If it's Mac Wilson that's on the active roster, he's going to provide nothing as a special teamer. But I think Fields or Lee if one of them are on the roster, they'll provide special teams value, but because unsure which one it's going to be, don't want to put either of those on there. So I'm going to go with a rookie that I think will have to provide special teams value 
to make the roster, and that is Demetric Felton. He, like we had talked about him earlier as a guy, we think he's going to be running back three, but running back three, you do expect to provide special teams value. And so he's going to be someone that just needs to be able to do that. And he's a guy who, with his athleticism, you can expect him to possibly return. You can expect him to do more stuff in terms of at possibly as a gunner. I don't believe, do you know, has he played as a gunner in college? I don't believe he has. Yeah. Okay. He hasn't. So, I don't believe he's done that, but with his athleticism, I know he tested poorly, but when you watch the film, you see he's more athletic than he tested. So you're hoping that he's a guy, and a lot of the college players obviously don't. They're stars at their program. They don't play special teams. So it's not the easiest thing to project, but in terms of what he's been able to do, play multiple positions in college, so you – Hope that that versatility there on offense also translates to being able to do more on special teams. So it's a bit of a bit of a reach, but I think he's a guy that could, at the end of the season, end up being a super valuable special teamer as well as playing spot snaps on offense. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a great answer, and I think you covered a lot of bases. And I will I will say that although Mac Wilson hasn't given a lot on special teams right now, I think that the real capability for him to make the roster as a feasible contributor is through special teams. I know that he made some explosive plays at Alabama during his time there on special teams. Just haven't seen that translate in the NFL yet. Uh, But I believe it's his ability to make the roster is heavily reliant on filling that Elijah Lee uh, linebacker six linebacker five role. uh, If the Browns look to carry a player of that capacity. Yeah, I would agree with that there. So next up, we have most disappointing player. For me, this is based on a history of injuries, and that is Tack McKinley. I just think Browns fans are going into this expecting him to be what he can be, but I don't think we'll necessarily get that for a full season just because he hasn't really shown the ability to stay healthy here lately. And last year, he was just injured constantly, and – If you expect a lot out of him, I think it's going to be a disappointment. Now, if you come in with low expectations and just say whatever he provides is a plus, then I think he can be a very good player for that. But I just think the expectations are a bit high for a player that's just always injured. Yeah, uh, that answer is a bit surprising to me. I think, like, given his role and what the expectations will be for his roster spot um, as edge three. I think he can be really beneficial to the Browns um, in a change of scenery. And so I'm hopeful that that won't be the disappoint. Um, I viewed the disappoint disappointing player on the roster as somebody who uh, Browns fans really, really love and embody uh, cheer for, but I just don't see that spot on the roster where that contribution is the same this year as years in the past. And I say that for uh, Higgins um, in the wide receiver room, I definitely want him to, to flourish. I want him to be a focused role of the offense. However, he is once again with Andrew Barry on another one year deal uh, filling a position that I think will be very important, but I think 
that wide receiver two, wide receiver three spot is going to be a gadgeted role, not somebody who's taking, you know, 50% of the snaps, um, even with Landry on, on, on the roster. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish him the ultimate success and I wish he could be in Cleveland forever. I just don't know how all the pieces are going to fit together this year um, in matching that production that we saw down the stretch as an efficient weapon uh, last season. Yeah, and I definitely can see that. And I was having, in a, I was struggling to pick which of the receivers if I was to go with the receiver, because I do believe with five of them in that room, someone is going to disappoint. And it was just, I do agree with you. I think Higgins is the most likely to disappoint, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if that could be someone like Schwartz as a rookie who ends up disappointing a bit. So I didn't go with one of those. I just went with someone that is more of a health concern. And when Tack McKinley's on the field, I think he can be very productive. I know we can slide Jadavian Clowney inside, rush with him next to him. And I think that can be a very effective pass rush tandem there opposite Garrett, but it's just more of a, I just don't necessarily believe in the health to the same level as others. Yep. I, I, I think those are all true statements for sure. So got two more categories here. Next up, we have best new Brown. Yeah, best new Brown. I, I talked a little bit about him earlier, so I don't have a lot more to expand upon. But uh, John Johnson coming over from the Rams is is my favorite new Brown. Um, I I think that he just opens up so many new things that the Browns can do, uh, not have to worry about um, to be a leader on this team. I remember listening to the introductory press conference, and if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to his in particular. Uh, I really, really encourage you to, he's, he was very excited at the time, still is in all of the different press interactions that he has to be in Cleveland. Um, just excited, a, a very sunshine personality, uh, not somebody who's down and out of it, but really loves life. And I think that's really a, a fun thing to hear, uh, from a player that will likely be the leader of the Browns defense in 2021, 2022. And yeah, I kind of teased there earlier, has said I had him later on in the list and hadn't gotten to him yet, but John Johnson is also my selection as well. I just, he's just such a good safety. And as you said, the intangible qualities he brings are priceless and you, you get him in there and you don't have to worry about, you've had guys in the past where they've had the intangible qualities that we look for and they just have not been that good of players, but they had the intangible qualities. Now we get a guy who just not only has both, but he's also still pretty young. So has we're we are going to get his prime years here in Cleveland throughout this contract. So it's going, it's someone that Browns fans should look forward to. And listen, if there's a defensive player outside of Garrett to get a jersey of in bait war, but Man, that 43 John Johnson is going to look pretty nice. Might be worth a buy right there for you. So, love John Johnson. Think he's going to be a great, fantastic addition for the Browns. So, last up, best value draft pick. So, I had a cheating answer that I'll say first, and then I'll get to the actual real answer. So, cheating answer is Marvin Wilson, who was not drafted. So, 
not going to count him as the best value draft pick since he wasn't drafted, but I think he is. You did pay him like a draft pick. Yeah, we paid him like a like a a six, yeah, like a fifth, sixth round pick. So like we paid him like he was drafted, but he just wasn't drafted. But I think he'll be in that rotation with a lot of young guys. You still have Elliott there, and then you have my actual pick, Tommy Togi. Yeah, you talked about him a little bit. I I love Tommy Togi. He's just just fun, man. He just has so much power and just so good against the run. He, again, he isn't the best pass rusher, but he just does enough to where it isn't if, if they pass when he's out there, it's not like he's going to do nothing. He's going to at least provide a little bit of a bull rush and definitely always a high effort player. So you get, you, you aren't devastated if he's out there against the pass, but as a run defender, he's just so, so good. And, just so fun to watch. And I think he's going to be a favorite of Browns fans here. And in that rotation, you have two guys that starters who are on one, who have a year left here, Jackson and Billings. And then you have a lot of young guys, Wilson, Togi, I, and Jordan Elliott from last year. They're all going to be competing for spots. So we'll see who comes out. We'll see if the Browns draft another guy, but it's just going to be, I think he's just so fun, especially against the run. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge Togiai fan. I, I love uh, even his pass rush, uh, pass rush upside. I think he, that he offers uh, a unique ability. I know that he has shorter arms and he's not as heavy as, as some defensive tackles. However, playing in every game, he was dominant against every opponent that he had, being able to hold the front, whether it be in the run game or – uh, the Penn State game, if you really want to see the pass rusher come to life, he had three sacks in that game and ultimately came in second place on the uh, Ohio State defense for sacks because of that game. Um, just a very interesting player. And I think looking at that interior defensive line room, it's going to be darts at the dartboard, uh, figuring out what they want to do on a snap by snap basis, on a game by game basis, you know, Billings in, in his role early in downs early in, in the game and early in down situations. But uh, my cop-out answer for this would be Malik McDowell. I think, although he's not a draft pick, he hasn't played a snap in the NFL before, um, you know, having off the field issues and starting uh, off a career w- with an ATV accident. Coming to Cleveland, he offers an ability to the Browns uh, defensive line that is unmatched, except for the case of Miles Garrett with length, speed, um, ability to play, all the different positions up and down the defensive line. I really want to see him in a preseason game to see what capabilities he's ha- he has. And uh, if you remember back a couple of seasons, the Browns had a defensive tackle who absolutely lit up the preseason. I think had five sacks in the four games. His last name was Lawrence. And I think we could see a similar rise to a roster spot um, with a Malik McDowell, just because of uh, athletic ability and size alone um, and absolute sheer potential. Um, as opposed to guys like Elliot, Togiai, Wilson, who I all think very highly of. But that isn't my real answer. My real answer is Felton. I know that's somebody you talked about in your special teams player. Uh, I do think that Felton has a has a role, and I do think that he gets the nod over Dearness Johnson, although I love Dearness Johnson and his uh, story and his adventure to find a you know career in Cleveland. Uh, Felton is a player that offers the, almost the exact same thing, but – has three more years of contract control and is cheaper. So 
with that ability to play special teams, to be a gadget offensive player, whether that's outside as a wide receiver in a slot or as a running back, um, Felton, I think would be my answer for the favorite value pick with the Browns um, as their last pick in the draft. Yeah. And I, I love the Browns draft. They all, some people that I know got on me because I uh, was pushing hard for Jamar Johnson to be the selection there. And I, I love Togi. I like him even more than Jamar. So I had no problem with that one. And Hudson, I like Jamar a little bit better, but obviously tackles the bigger concern for the Browns. So you, you get more valuable positions there. So like you can really go and pick any of those day three picks and any one of them fits. Hudson's not going to hopefully not going to provide any value this year. You, you don't want them to be providing value because that means we had an injury. So preferably any, anyone but him that we pick can hopefully be someone that is value at least on special teams with Felton and LeCount possibly as well. I believe he's the only draft pick that we hadn't mentioned so far. So LeCount can hopefully provide some special teams value as well as that fourth safety there for us but yeah absolutely love their draft love Demetric Felton love Togi I so Marcus let people know where they can find you find your work find you on Twitter yeah you can find me on Twitter uh, Marcus Harvey underscore M-A-R-C-U-S-H-A-R-V-E-Y underscore uh, for all things Browns NFL college football Ohio State Buckeyes uh, and NFL draft Yep, and you'll be writing this year for Around the Block as well about the Browns and as well as being a scout for them, correct? All right. Well, everybody, go check him out. Check him out on Twitter. Again, Marcus Harvey underscore. And that will be it for us this week on Fired Up Browns. Big thanks to Marcus Harvey for coming on the show. You can check out the Air Fired Up Podcast Network shows, Fired Up NFL Draft, Fired Up Titans, Fired Up Broncos, Fired Up Giants, Fired Up Betting, and Fired Up Wrestling. We'll be back next week with more Browns coverage. Let's get fired up.